Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Red Pill Cartel. I am your honorable host, Davey Wavy, and today is episode 20, a little bit of a milestone for me. And I had the great honor and pleasure to have Mr. Matt Landman on, the creator of Frankenskies, the documentary, as well as the uh, proprietor of um, Sparrow Gear. If you go to sparrowgear.com, he has a, lo- a, a long line of uh, protective clothing and gear uh, to protect you from the EMF waves and all the other shit that the parasites are trying to kill us off with. So, uh, without further ado, sit back, smoke a, smoke a joint, drink a beer, do what you gotta do, relax, and enjoy the show. This is a good one. Welcome back to another episode of Red Pill Cartel. Um, I have the your friend of humanity, Mr. Matt Landman here. Uh, he directed Frankenskies, the documentary, and uh, also has a clothing line, a protective clothing line from EMF waves and stuff like that uh, called Sparrow Gear. Um, welcome everybody to the show, Matt Landman. How you doing, man? Hi, thank you so much for having me on. Doing great, actually. I appreciate you. And um, I'm 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 doing well. I pre- I I'm, I really am. I'm trying. I mean, like things are coming together, and I'm so happy to be an activist in this weird world. So thanks. Yeah, it's cool, man. So like, what what got you start? Like, when did you like actually realize what was going on in the world, and what inspired you to um, kind of do what you do now as an anti geoengineering activist? Well, for me, the rabbit hole was a slow journey. Um, I witnessed 9-11 when I was, what, um, 20 years old. I was about to be 21. I would turn 21 that October. And I was just a kid. My girlfriend, I lived in Washington, D.C. at the time, the D.C. area, right next to Dulles Airport, where one of the planes was hijacked um, or whatever, you know. And then um, my girlfriend lived in New York. She was going to Pace University, which is right next to the Twin Towers. And so I was really involved there and I was hoodwinked big time, you know, just like the majority of the world. And For sure. Yeah. And I was, I was kind of a free thinker, I guess, you know, I definitely was not uh, like everyone else, you know, I was kind of, yeah. I was a kind of like a little rough around the edges and was kind of like a punk kid and, you know, got into a little, a little trouble, but I wouldn't, I wasn't like into crystals or anything like that, but along came a documentary when I was um, waiting tables at a restaurant. I worked, I worked so many jobs and I think that's really what did it is being around so many different types of people. But when I first got out of university, you'd think that you'd get some amazing internship or something, but I was happy to get a job at a steakhouse after I got four years <laughs> Four years of student loans, man, and I get out of school, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, let me look at your resume. Oh, you don't have any work experience." I'm like, "I've been in school for four years. Yeah, I know I don't have any work experience." You know, my the University of Virginia Tech that I went to is really isolated, and it, you know, I didn't. There's no jobs, no internships. I worked Burger King and some. I worked a bunch of different weird jobs down in Blacksburg, Virginia, but I didn't have anything on my resume that was worth anything. So at the end of the day, I worked at a restaurant, and my friend at the restaurant, his name was Dan. He introduced me to Loose Change. It was a documentary about 9-11. And also, um, at the, around that same time, 
maybe it was him or maybe it was another friend introduced me to Zeitgeist. And I was oh, that was about two thousand eight or nine. Uh, Zeitgeist, the first one. I was. It was even earlier. My friend was passing out DVDs around two thousand four. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I didn't think got, it was that old. Yeah, it got remade, um, but it was because that that one definitely like opened my eyes. Well, yeah, it was more than anything I'd ever realized. And I grew up like an altar boy. I was Catholic and stuff, you know, and I knew that was kind of nonsense at the end of the day, you know, as I grew up. But for sure, I never could have put it all together like that in a documentary. And I had aspired to go to film school, but Virginia didn't have um, in-state tuition to go to any film school. So I ended up going to a business school because I grew up in Virginia and um, I wanted to be a film, filmmaker. I did. And so I, I migrated eventually to California to go to film school. But the impact that those movies had on me, deep down, that was the seed that was planted for me to become an activist later on, you know, and a filmmaker too. So the power of, you know, some creative work, it's, it's just amazing. So that was the, the um, foot in the door or the foot down the rabbit hole or the seed, you know, that was planted. And it took a while for me to learn more. I had to witness firsthand <coughs> Firsthand, I witnessed weather engineering working on a farm in Northern California. After I got out of school, I went back. Okay. To, I went back to school, got a film degree and a master's in business administration, and I graduated top of my class with an MBA. And then I got a job in finance, and it sucked. And so finally, I got out of the office. I was no longer a finance analyst, and, and then I tried to work for this nonprofit. And still, it was just the the corporate world is just so so shady. And I mean, if oh, for sure, dude. I can't have anybody regulating my lunch breaks or anything like that. It's just the kind of person that I am. And thank God I'd be in a really weird situation now if I had gone down that route because everything's hijacked now. As you can see, the whole world's upside down. So I was given the opportunity to work on an, on an organic farm. And it was just because a friend of mine needed some help. Um, they needed employees on this farm. And the farm grew everything, potatoes, squash, um, beets, corn, you name it. And, and you started seeing uh, weather manipulation patterns here, right? Yeah, well, I got grounded for one, and I started really opening my eyes, which I didn't know potatoes grew potatoes, Davey. And talk about, like, <laughs> that, that's some serious stuff, bro, because you talk about frequency and being on a, on a wave. I was on a wave of uh, falsehoods, you know? I didn't even know the truth behind hardly anything. And I never knew that there was all these different varieties of, um, like, for instance, lemons, you know, or apples. Apples are unreal. There's thousands and thousands of different varieties of apples. And I never thought there would be more than, like, five. You know, I mean, I thought I knew so much. And, I mean, I had never even seen a mango. I guess I grew up pretty poor. But I, didn't, I hadn't seen a mango until I moved to California. It was unreal. So my life started, like, really opening up at the age of, like, 34 on this farm where I learned about different varieties of lemons and grafting trees. And I mean, potatoes growing potatoes is huge because they're trying to grow in my pantry. And I had no idea that I could just throw them in the yard and they would do something. So wow. finally, I witnessed weather engineering firsthand. This um, huge storm was coming in to alleviate a massive drought that we were, we were in. We were in a four-year historic drought. And this one-week-long storm was coming in and black storm cloud coming off the ocean and where the farm that I worked was you could hear the loud waves crashing like we were that close to the ocean so the patterns the weather patterns coming off the what they called an atmospheric river the jet stream 
um, it goes all the way up to Vancouver. It's basically this moisture pattern that comes off the Pacific Ocean and runs west to east all the way across the North, North America. And it starts off um, in this whole region that goes from San Francisco all the way up to Vancouver, British Columbia. And it's this moisture pattern. It's, it's called an atmospheric river or a jet stream because it's literally like a stream or a river of moisture in the upper atmosphere. And that's what brings us our seasonal moisture patterns and what have you. And the powers that be have learned how to engineer that um, river, the atmospheric river, and steer it. But at this time, there were still storms coming in and they were being quelled. Well, I didn't know. And what I witnessed firsthand, which is, this is the, the most amazing thing, is people can plant these seeds and you don't know how powerful this little seed could be. And I didn't have any seed planted yet for chemtrails. But finally, a couple months later, I would. And I, and I look back on this moment. And it was what really drove me for a while to, be, you know, to get the movie going and all these other things. So I witnessed all of these planes show up on the edge of a storm and grid the sky with um, chemtrails. You know? And I didn't really understand what I was seeing until later on down the road, someone said the word chemtrails to me and I did some research and realized, oh, that's what I had seen. You know, sometimes we see things, we don't know how to place them. We don't have any reference point and we're kind of mind controlled. Um, we're, we're, we are kind of like, we're shaped in a certain way, you know, humans in general, we're really susceptible to mind control and vulnerable to all these sort of things. And so if we don't have a reference point, we table it in our minds and some of us just forget that we even saw it kind of thing which is right i mean i mean i even as a a, a child like a, a really small child i would look up this guy and i'd be like what the hell is that you know like that's not it's not a good i don't think it's a good thing you know i questioned that very early age right and my you know my brothers or my sister or whatever my friends would be like oh it's just condensation from the planes and I'm like well I don't see other planes doing that all of them you know mm -hmm. they're not all doing that you know so you know like does it does it actually like shift the weather or does it control the weather or I guess it's probably a really deep topic right oh yeah I mean definitely very deep topic and then I could talk about like um I've given it a lot of thought as to like how to explain it simply about the engines and whether it's a contrail or not. The contrail is a con. Those condensation trails, as they're explained by Wikipedia and the science or whatever, that's not happening at all. It's totally fabricated and it gets us in this polarized argument. Oh, is that a chemtrail? Is that a contrail? No, chemtrails are fake. And this is da 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 da. You know what I mean? It's all fabricated nonsense, falsehood, lies. Um, to answer the question about if they're controlling the weather and how deep that question is. Yeah, it's, it's a very elaborate rabbit hole, but basically what it is is when you, when you watch the weather channel or even like before we had the internet, we'd watch the weather channel and watch the weather. There would be, there's these H's and L's on the screen. They're high and low pressure, okay? And it steers the weather. If an H and L clash, there can be like a thunderstorm or even a tornado and what have you. Um, and H's are, pre are hot air rising and L's are uh, low pressure, which is cooler air sinking. And it's, it's how the weather patterns move across the, the um, I want to say the country, but I know you're in Toronto, the whole of North America. It's how the weather patterns push themselves around. 
and if and some pattern patterns can be stubborn and what have you and then if you got like a high pressure bubble that's stuck somewhere then things steer around them and you end up with these polar vortexes and all these different phenomenons that we've been dealing with so the military industrial complex evidently learned how to especially create those H's. So I'm going somewhere with that. So the high pressure, um, the H's, the hot air rising um, that can steer weather and what have you, it does steer weather and you can create a wall of hot air. And if your atmospheric river, your jet stream hits that wall of hot air, it's got to go around it. You know, it, it moves, you can steer storms and, create heat waves and all sorts of stuff. If you can create hot air, high pressure, you know, you can create droughts and all sorts of things. You can make it so it doesn't rain with certain chemicals, but by creating hot air, especially that's how they have learned to do so much. So what, what they do is they use antennas on the ground and then they intersect radio waves, kind of like how a microwave, a microwave works. When you put something in the microwave oven, there's intersecting microwaves that intersect and then that makes the water oscillate, water molecules vibrate and it heats up the food because of intersecting radio waves that are microwaves, they're radio waves, right. okay? So they have intersecting radio waves in the atmosphere to heat a portion of the atmosphere. It was called HARP, it's, um, the, it's an acronym, H-A-A-R-P, uh, I think it stands for yep. Hi Highly Active Auroral Research Program, um, something thereabouts. And it was uh, Tesla technology adopted and, and turned into this antenna array. Antenna array. These, they were antennas 40 feet tall and like a, a whole football field full of these antenna arrays in Alaska. And they would pick a focal point in the ionosphere, um, even hundreds or thousands of miles away, and heat the atmosphere by intersecting these radio waves. Now they have these um, ionosphere heaters. Uh, they look like these big golf balls a lot of them and you can see them on the hillsides or something in your when you're driving down the freeway sometimes they say that this is an extra doppler radar predicting the weather but they're actually controlling the weather from what i can gather from those devices and they're using that <laughs> same technology right so they're intersecting radio waves in the atmosphere to make heat in the atmosphere <coughs> so then when you spray chemtrails aerosolized metallics they mix the chemicals in the atmosphere aluminum barium and strontium are the primary constituents and when they mix these metallics in the atmosphere, that alone is, you know, something. But then they heat that those chemicals, and you can see after they spray, sometimes the haze ends up turning into this like ripple effect because they hit it with the frequency, and then you can see it actually in real time. When you, if you just look up at your sky all the time, you start to see this elaborate orchestra of all sorts of sorts, sorts of things. You know, it's the whole slogan I used to say is "Look up, wake up," but it's it is real. You can start to just wake up just by looking at your sky. And, oh, for sure. And for wondering, sure. wondering why they want to chemtrail a full moon right now, for instance. This full moon, people everywhere are telling me that they're just chemtrailing the, the crap out of this full moon. Why? And why sunrises and sunsets and all these things. So will they spray the chemtrail constituents and then you've got have heavy metals mixing in the atmosphere and then they microwave them to create uh, the high pressures to steer the weather, weather patterns to basically control all the weather i think everywhere if there's rain or not rain someone is this someone's deciding you know like the air traffic controller they're like okay go this way don't crash into them do this do this i think there's literally someone controlling all the clouds kind of thing like maneuvering who gets rain and who doesn't and, and right now uh vancouver canada just got a huge amount of rainfall 
it's because they're steering it out of California and what have you. They're continuing this, this drought in the Pacific Northwest of the United States and they're pushing all that moisture away from us. And so it's getting to Canada. We're, we're still getting droughted out. It's probably going to be a really ridiculous fire season yet again. And we can go into that. Oh, yeah. Too. That's an annual thing now, you know. Well, yeah, I could talk about the fires too. It's, I mean, the, the things that they spray are patented fire accelerants, barium salts and aluminum oxide. So these are fire accelerants being sprayed on trees, but also they can make rain. You know, this is part of their arsenal is making it rain and they don't. Instead, they make wind storms on top of these fires that were lit with lightning storms that are geoengineered, you know, in and of itself. So it's kind of like nothing of it is, is good. It's all nefarious and it's this big alien dialectic. It's one of the reasons I'm calling my sequel film Climate Chains because we're getting cornered in, <laughs> into this. Yeah, I, was, I didn't even know that, that they were going to start doing these climate change lockdowns or lockdowns at all when I came up with the name of the movie. But now it's, it'll be pretty fitting if they start doing climate change lockdowns because I think that's what's next is bait and switch to the next lockdown thing globally. Oh, well, yeah, that's this whole COVID thing is uh, preparation for all that shit, right? Seems like it, yeah. Yeah. Um, holy crap dude like seriously like why are they doing this do you think like what is their end goal uh aside you know, I, I i could go on about like probably the the total control of humanity uh enslavement like a, a re-enslavement like an even better enslavement than what they have us in now but what do you think their end goal is do you think it's total control globally uh, well, yeah, that's like the short answer, you know, um, for activism and any truth, whether it be 9-11 or any of it, you know, there's so many different aspects of it all, fluoride in the drinking water or even nutrition. There's, you know, you name it and all these truths are being polarized with falsehoods and lies because I think we're in like this empire of lies. They don't want the truth to prevail because it gets kind of esoteric and spiritual, I think, at the end of the day. So oh, definitely. So the answer to your question is really depends on who you're talking to. I, I think it's really important as an activist to meet everyone at their level. You know, like my grandmother, I'm not going to drag her down the rabbit hole. I would explain chemtrails to her like they want control. You know, Lyndon, Lyndon B. Johnson said right after JFK died, he gave this speech. And the speech is in Frankenstein's the movie. And Frankenstein's the movie is available online. If anybody hasn't seen it, it's a great introductory piece to chemtrails and geoengineering and weather modification history. Um, it's online and basically anywhere you, you can find it on BitChute and all that stuff. And it's also at frankenskies.com. Um, so Lyndon B. Johnson, yep. Lyndon B. Johnson I can, says. Sorry, I could vouch for that. Uh, I just watched it and it's pretty freaking awesome. So, yeah. Thanks. Lyndon B. says, own the weather. No, control the weather, control the world. He gave this speech. Yep. And he's like grinding his teeth when he says it. And he just looks evil. And JFK has just been assassinated. And if you, I mean, you know, there's nefarious stuff behind that. He's probably behind that, you know, and he's got his grip on all of that. And if you look into the Federal Reserve and all the people that might have been exposed by Kennedy, you know, there's a, there's a shift in the direction of humanity when JFK got killed. And at the end of the day, I would just, just explain to my grandmother, you know, Lyndon B says control the weather, control the world geoengineering and chemtrails is like controlling the weather controlling who gets sunlight even controlling who gets any rain or anything control the, all that you control the world it's it's greed it's a power grab that's that's one answer for like um somebody who's not like super deep you know what i mean and if it's someone who's like super deep and like really down the rabbit hole and depending on you know who the 
podcast is or whatever, whatever, it gets really spiritual for me in my um, quest for truth. I'm like, why, why? Yeah. I'm why, why, why all day. Like the who, what, why, oh, where, sure. when, you know, the who, what, why, where, when, how on every topic, you know, on any. You have to be. You right. have to be, man. Like you got to search for everything, uh, all possible directions. I mean, I mean, this, uh, I don't want to go into it now, but uh, I do want to ask you about like the Saturn worship thing and how it all connects to this later, but keep going with what you're doing. <laughs> Well, yeah, and we can totally get there for sure um, and, you know, uh, bookmark that. So every single bit of the who, what, why, where, when, how, it's got, like, deeper levels to it all. You know, like the fluoride, is it to dumb us down, you know, reduce our IQs, or is it to calcify, calcify our pineal gland, you know, and it's with our spiritual <laughs> stuff. You know, everything has, like, levels to it. Like, <clears throat> like I think I, I liken it to um, the educational system which is falling apart now because of all the, the health mandates and all these weird things but but before in the old world there was kindergarten first grade you know second grade or as you canadians say grade one grade two grade three you know so the kindergarten level explanation of, of chemtrails is you know they're power hungry they want to consolidate farms and just like steal up farmland and like cripple small farms and buy their land and all that stuff but at the end of the day I think it's so deep. I'm wondering why would they chemtrail full moons? Why would they chemtrail sunrises and sunsets? And we're spiritual beings on a crash course destiny with something beyond what we're used to, you know, which is, I think, sovereignty and empowerment beyond anything we could ever imagine. So they are afraid of that. They're so shook because they would lose their um, their grip of like this satanic occult nonsense that they probably had for thousands of years or whatever. I don't know how long it's been going on for. I don't know what the true history is or anything, but I know that they don't want to lose control. So they know that if we get our evolution on, you know what I mean? Like if we get our true evolution on, our spiritual destiny, who we are as spiritual beings, we're supposed to come into like a, Maybe it's just like utopia on earth. Maybe it's like elevation out of consciousness into, you know, out of physicality or something. But either way, they need to control us through vibration and, and fear and all these things. It's super deep. And I think that our download codes, essentially, you know, our um, updates or our progression along our timeline, like our, all of it has to do with the light codes in the, in the sun and, and even in the moon. I think that we are light um, beings of sort and that um, all of the frequencies that we're hit with um, from the ebb and flow of the progression of the equinoxes and whatnot, from like the sun changing its stuff and all of the daily changes of the sun, it goes from orange light to, you know, white light to orange light and it goes through all of this stuff. And then the moon goes through all these different things and the moon is a projecting an opposite light of the sun. I don't think that they're, I don't think the sun is reflect is reflecting. Sun. I don't think the moon is reflecting sunlight. I think these two sources of light are opposites and that they give us um, an overall frequency that's supposed to be um, given us this, like this download code to become big, you know, bigger, better humans and, and elevate out of lies and into truth and away from this like power grip that they have. Essentially, I don't really know exactly, but they definitely want to block the sun for deeper reasons. And I think it's because 
that light is super powerful and it it it, it has something to do with it, with our destiny i feel you know that's that's how i can articulate it right now but i'm always yeah. learning. i'm always learning i'm always growing i'm always thinking more and more about deeper stuff and you know how it all plays and everything is interlaced and interconnected and and truth is this vibration right it's a frequency and as you vibrate and elevate to actual truth this is like being authentic your true authentic self like daily practice day in day out and going down those rabbit holes and being that voice and like you know not bowing to it man like i don't even i don't even think wearing a a face mask in public is being authentic you know because you know there's lies behind that you know and all that right and it's and it's like they use that as like a ritualistic thing against us to like mask us uh to who we truly are and uh silence us uh symbolically symbolically silence us and i was telling people when the whole george floyd thing happened um because the pandemic uh plandemic um happened right after the george floyd thing and it was a direct uh coinciding event where this whole meme of i can't breathe Mm-hmm. came out and then all of a sudden we're all fucking wearing masks yeah you know i'm glad you saw tell that. people that correlation and they're like holy shit dude maybe you're right i'm like it's not i'm not i don't care about being right or not i just want you to fucking see shit you know what i mean oh for sure there's not a not even sort of a coincidence behind that one i actually got a little um tricked I, my my personal story is i came i was traveling and i came back home from a couple weeks of traveling and people were holding signs i can't breathe and i swore they were protesting the freaking masks dude of course they were right you know and i go up to them and i'm like yeah f the masks and they're like (laughs) (laughs) you know and and that was just mind-boggling to me i even did um a a satirical little bit of on that uh, video on my I've got like uh, 55 or 60,000 followers on Facebook please follow me on Facebook Matt Landman I know it's a dying platform and I do get censored and shadow banned and all that sort of stuff but I'm still there and we can communicate also on Instagram at sparrow gear s-p-e-r-o gear but um links are in the show notes folks don't worry yeah, yeah. I got and thank you um <laughs> I um I, I lost track for a second, but I want to get, I want to like, I'll, I'll, hopefully I'll find that, but I want to talk about this, um, the, how, oh, so I did a bit and it was literally wearing a blindfold, right? And holding a sign saying, I can't see, but then explaining to people that the two, the sign and the blindfold were not related. And even though I couldn't see because of the blindfold, that I was really protesting, I, I made a whole play on it, man, because it's so obvious. How could they not? How, I know. How, how could people be wearing face masks and holding a sign saying "I can't breathe" while unable to breathe freely, and not, <laughs> and not see and not see a correlation? I mean, that is just like that's an introduction into a that's a satanic ritual already. It's like, are we dumb enough? Yes, we are. We're we're telling you we're dumb enough. Here it is. Do you know about the cremation? Yeah. Do you know about this cremation of hair at the Bohemian Grove? Uh, cremation of what? Sorry of care okay let me just dive into this really quick so the cremation of care is this um so the bohemian grove is this um 
a grove of redwoods in Northern California where the elite come together, right? So there's an elite- Moloch worship, right? Yeah, exactly. So there's an elitist annual satanic ritual in the redwoods of Northern California near the town of Monte Rio. Uh, It goes back to like 1910, where past, present, and future world leaders, they come together to worship this 40-foot stone owl, like you said, named Moloch, right? And I guess this this owl represents Satan. So during um, this annual gathering, they sacrifice um, in this, they, they basically sacrifice, they, they claim, because it's been exposed and whatnot, and they claim that they're sacrificing uh, an aborted fetus or whatever, but they, they do this weird ceremony called the cremation of care, where they cremate or kill their collective cares for the world so as to eliminate the guilt for the atrocities that they commit and the ongoing attack on humanity that we're all witnessing. So they're about to do evil for the next year. And they're like, we have to cremate our care, like, so that they don't have any guilt that comes with it. Right. They they do this whole ceremony. Right. And it seems, and, and, and then they're, and then they walk away from it and they can do, you know, um, it doesn't matter what they do next. Right. So they can like, shame their neighbor and make them get the mark of the beast or the jab or whatever even though they know it's evil or whatever you know whatever it gets kind of deep so i think that they've convinced society to participate in one big drawn out cremation of care where they numb the public masses and their senses detroit they're like destroying their compassion for one another right and the the past basically the two years since the lockdowns and all this stuff They've gotten people in this trance where they literally are losing empathy for their fellow human being. And by that, I mean, like, if I'm at the grocery store with my face out, they'll stone me to death. They would love to do it. They're, like, so freaking freaked out by me. This one lady was, like, screaming at me and, like, yelling at everyone, can you believe it? And she wanted everyone to, like, team up on me. Like, she was freaking wanting everyone to team up on me and probably, like, fight me. But everyone wasn't joining her craziness. But it's, like, it, it's going to segue into an AI uh, dystopia where the um, we're being you know monitored not by the policing of others by just like this AI stuff, but this this weird mask wearing all the time and the, like everyone's muffled voices when they're talking and stuff. They're muffling their voice. You know, this is their their yeah. um, their force, their weapon. You know, your voice. I tell is- I tell people I tell people all the time. Sorry to cut you off, but I tell people yeah. all the time like. Like when they're talking to me, I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. You're wearing a mask. Yeah. Like you know? literally your voice is muffled. Like give me yeah. a break. I'm not going to interact with you. And I think that slowly but surely it's, it's numbing people's senses. It's deeper than just covering the, the face. Well, not to mention these blue masks, they have uh, the lining that is the membrane through which you're filtering the air. It, these, these are one-time use medical masks. They're not, they're surgery masks. They're not meant to be used this way. Blue it's masks. for blood matter. Exactly. And they're yeah. lined with this, this thick um, membrane that you're not supposed to breathe through like all day long. And it's um, Teflon, which is synthetic fluoride. And if you don't, if and, you believe me, just, sorry, but, those are the fibers that we find if we like zoom in on our cameras, right? Yeah, I believe so. The fibers. I'm not sure 100 percent on all the, that fiber talk, the fiber stuff. But I've seen uh, uh, when I zoom in really close with my camera on my phone, I can see these black small fibers, and they're they're moving. 
Oh, wow. Well, that's yeah, nice. it's fucking wild, man. I don't doubt it. Well, I mean, maybe it's, I don't know, is it bacterial? Has it been? But either way, those blue masks, if you look up PTFE, um, which stands for polytetrafluoroethylene, if you look up PTFE masks and then click, click images on your uh, DuckDuckGo or your Google or Bing or whatever, you'll see these masks. Polytetrafluoroethylene. Definitely it's off-gassing. Definitely you're not supposed to be wearing it all day long or, or for hours or anything like that. And so people are huffing fluoride, essentially. And oh, shit. I mean, if that's, if that's, and then <clears throat> at the same time, they're increasing the spraying and the chemtrails. And then, of course, these injections are leading to, oh, my gosh, it's so, there's so much. It's so layered. So electroceuticals, Davey, have you heard about these? No. So electroceuticals, they were being pushed a few years ago before the whole um, pandemic rollout or whatever. And that's what they're pushing the segue into now. Because all the boosters, people can't just keep going in for their boosters, right? So they have to figure it out a way to like, um, it, it's all this like, they already know what they want to do. They want to get everyone popping these pills, right? So these pills are called electroceuticals and they're nanotech. They're nanopills. They're not pharmaceuticals oh, that... anymore. They're these new COVID pills. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the COVID pills uh, that Pfizer is pushing, right? Yep. And it's going to be basically these injections i don't even like to call it a vaccine because a vaccine has isolated uh some sort of virus and then you're getting injected with like a little bit of malaria you got an immune response it kind of they've never uh isolated covid right right? like vaccines i know they're evil and the adjuvants you know mercury and thimerosal all this stuff is bad it's horrible and aluminum and polysorbate 80 all this stuff is, is is stupid and evil and you should not be injecting a child with this stuff especially before they have a developed brain blood brain barrier you know, do your right. research, everyone. But at the end of the day, like, it's kind of makes sense. You know, your body's having an immune reaction to them. A little bit of the virus has been injected into you. This COVID stuff doesn't make any sense at all. You can't call it a vaccine. This is gene alteration or gene therapy. You know, it's something totally different. And the fact that you're never fully vaccinated and you have to keep getting these weird boosters and whatever, it's just leading us down to the slippery slope, which is like a Gattaca. Have you seen that one? People yep. walk, they have to wake up in the morning, they take these pills every morning, right? Great movie. Yeah, and it numbs you and what have you, but the electroceuticals that you have to pop all the time that'll manage your immune system and make sure you don't, what, I don't know, die from COVID or Ebola or whatever. This is like complete control. This is complete control of the, of the everything, the consciousness of humanity, really, if you're able to convince people that they need to take a, a pill, even if it's just weekly, these electroceuticals, these are nanobots, you know, it's nanotech. You can't introduce nanotech into a civilization without having drastic repercussions. I think it's an attack on fertility at the end of the day, including 5G. We're going to go into a world where fertility is going to be very slim and it's probably one. It's going to be like uh, a children of men scenario. I don't know if you saw that movie. Oh yeah. I'm a film major and I love all those dystopian films. I mean, not love, but I've done my research and so I've, and Handmaiden's Tale, if you haven't seen that 1990 film, they made it a Netflix series too. But fertility is the currency, and the movie is it's unreal. The dystopian U.S. flag, it's cut right down the middle, the flag, and it's yeah. it's USA, and then it's this Illuminati black evil eye thing, Holy triangle. Fuck, it's like so obvious. But I yeah. hope you're uh, I hope you're storing up your uh, 
your the new uh, Bitcoin in your in your nutsack, which is unvaccinated sperm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen that. Supposedly, supposedly unvaccinated sperm is worth a lot of money. I don't know. Is that is that, is that a true probably, thing? <laughs> probably will be in the future. I you think know? I definitely think so. I mean, the the writing's on the wall. Really, I mean, yeah, it's just a slow. Inst- it's just a slow. Like people can't wrap their heads around like the fact that we're under attack and the fact that it would be like a slow game, you know, or maybe like World War Two was ne- never ended and all these like things. People cannot even grasp it, you know. Right, or the, uh, the fact that the Nazis never uh, were defeated, but they're rebranded. Yeah, that's what I think. That that makes the most sense to me because, like, why would um, the U.S. government, you know, start fluoridating the American public, knowing that it's a it's a neurotoxic? I mean, it's, you know, that they, there's all these things wouldn't happen. Like the the evil behind NASA and the and the the fabrication of the moon landing and and all of Hollywood, and then I mean, the fact that NASA has a budget of fifty million five zero million dollars a day. And they have a chemtrail, a full-on chemtrail program called CARE, if that's not ironic. C-A-R-E, the Charged Aerosol Release Experiment. It's, it's right there, hidden in plain sight. You can look it up. And they spray aluminum, barium, strontium in the atmosphere to make, quote, noctilucent clouds. They make their own clouds to experiment in the atmosphere. They use the atmosphere as a laboratory. That's a quote from NASA. But if you do a little bit of research, it's right there. $50 million a day they have as their budget. And they have a fleet of drones and planes and whatnot to spray these different chemicals and mix in the sky. You know, it's like people say, who's spraying? A lot of it's coming just from, from NASA. But we trust them because, you know, the, the nostalgic programming through the moon landing and now this completely nonsense Mars landing. And it's just like slippery slope to uh, idiocracy. There's another film refer- reference for you. Oh, yeah. I've had like... 30 people tell me I need to watch that still. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, I gotta watch. it's definitely on my list. But uh, have you noticed that like on your day-to-day basis going out in your daily life that you see a lot of younger people wearing NASA shirts or sweaters and shit? Oh, yeah, for sure. The propaganda yeah. machine. Well, the thing it's is, crazy. The thing it's is, so much more apparent now. Well, yeah, they want people to get hooked on a becoming um, the first people to go to Mars, which, I mean, not to just keep being a, a movie referencer, but 1990 film Total Recall, Arnold Schwarzenegger, pro- he yep. doesn't really go, he doesn't really go to Mars. He gets, he gets <laughs> I used to laugh at that scene when he's, he ran out of air and his face is like, his eyes are like exploding. He's like, <laughs> yeah, you, you know about it. We're like the same age. So, so that whole idea of getting the implants in the brain, that's pretty much like what's going to happen. You know, Elon, yeah. Musk, Elon Musk has Neuralink, his, his, his brain company with, you know, transhumanism agenda right all behind it. He's got SpaceX, his, you know, fake ass fake space program. And they're going to convince humanity by this whole branding of NASA and the Mars expedition and all this stuff. I mean, people are not, it goes back to Edward Bernays, okay? And not thinking for yourself. Edward Bernays was the nephew of Sigmund Freud, and he was able to convince the American public to think cigarettes were sexy. He also got fluoride in the drinking water, got um, bacon on the American breakfast plate, 
and convinced everyone to trust the specialists and trust your doctor and convince doctors to actually wear white coats, right? But the trust the specialist was such a marketed genius campaign because it gave everybody the ability to be victimized and to pass the buck to someone else. So trust the specialist means like the compartmentalization of humanity, basically. So you are basically able to say, well, I'm not a rocket scientist or I'm not a meteorologist or I'm not an electrical engineer. <laughs> and it's, and, and all these, and everyone gets to basically do that for everything. Well, are you a nano scientist? Cause you know, and I'm like, no, but I know what 99.9% .9 survival rate is. Like, I don't, you, don't, you don't have to be a statistician or a genius to put that together. And they'll just look at you like deer in the headlights. I'm like, well, maybe you do. Maybe you do have to be a genius to understand the math behind a complex, you know, disease, right? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I often tell people, too, I'm like, why do you need a fucking, why do you need to get vaccinated for a fucking uh, quote unquote disease or a quote unquote virus that has a 99.7% survival rate. Like why? Right. Well, I don't think you can get through to people if they're already lining up for it. Um, I think it's a cult. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's, it is culty. It's, it's, a, it's a hive mind mentality. I mean, like yeah. the common flu, if you get the flu, uh, it, you probably die. Uh, there's probably a higher percentage of dying from the flu than, quote unquote covid you know well i think it's been actually like everyone is a victim so i've given this a lot of thought i give all these things a lot of thought because now it's the world we live in and being an activist isn't just like um some dude who made the movie Frankenstein's. now i'm like all up in it and you know maybe i'll lead a revolution or something i have no idea but no you're definitely I, I think you're definitely doing the lord's work man you're doing you. you're doing a very good thing for humanity that's why i called you friend to humanity matt landman you know <laughs> yeah. thanks but the stakes have changed you know it's not it's not you know it's not just it, this isn't just fun and games anymore it never was really trying to wake up humanity but now that the the tides have completely shifted there's a new world order power grab and we have to convince humanity that while they build a complete new world we have to build our own new world al alongside it in a rebellious nature but we can't completely fight them so we have to you know it's 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 an uphill battle but it's also an amazing opportunity i'm i'm really happy to be a part of it it's there's yeah it's really we we amazing. all have we all have a part in uh the truth movement you know what i mean like you we're all big players regardless of how small we're getting out there you know so you know, you, you got to keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, you know, and hopefully reach ears, you know, and I think that's the name of the game. Like I'm not doing it for money. Like I have a Patreon. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to, I'd like people to have, uh, you know, tip me and whatever and uh, stuff for my time that I'm putting into this, but uh, it's not about money for me. I, I never, I never cared about money. You know what I mean? Like, I always saw people in my daily life, like worrying about money or obsessing over money. So I just never wanted to be a part of that shit. I just wanted to know what's going on on in this world. And um, not even, not even necessarily reach salvation, but just want to know what the truth is about everything. And 
I do my own research and I implore everybody else to do their own research as well. Uh, don't take it from Matt Landman, but take it from, um, you know, the creator that, that, that gave us this consciousness and um, just be able to think freely and not look at the, the media, what they're pushing, because obviously to me, to me now it's obvious that um, they have a, a, an alternative, alternative agenda that is not in your best interest. And yeah. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. Um, I like to, and I'm glad that you mentioned like trusting the creator and not listening to um, me or, or whatever. It's so important to, I think that there's access to, to God in our, in our gut. You know, you can, you can literally ask your gut questions and you're connected to like infinite source through our cells and all these, um, there's a, there's a, there's a biome in your gut that connects to a biome in your mouth, actually, that connects to a biome in your brain. There's all this circuitry. It's so in, intricate and it's, it's God's creation. There's, you can literally ask your gut anything and the truth is there. So, so you can cultivate this intuition and instinct just talking to yourself and like, and like, you know, believing in, in it all. And, and, and I think it's so powerful. So I lost my train of thought for a second and I want to get back to it. You asked me like, why and how can people actually buy this stuff in the 99.7 and all that, you know, how can people get the vaccine if it's, there's been no body bags, like there's been nothing. How can you really experiment on yourself? And is it, is it just a cult thing of people getting in line um, to be the herd mentality? Part of it is the um, cultural engineering, the societal, social engineering, the cultural programming and all of it. And Hollywood has done this amazing job of getting us to be enthralled with the idea of playing a part in a zombie apocalypse movie or something like that and being a survivor, but being a victim too, because everybody loves being a freaking victim. I don't know why, but it's part of just like <laughs> programming, right? Of like, yeah. of like, Oh, and, and it's an attention grab or whatever it is by wearing a mask and being upset about me breathing freely. Your, your victimhood is just showing its freaking face. And I don't know, if it was, if, if everybody has parenting issues or what it is with the karma of the planet right now, but everybody loves being a victim. I can just see their eyes darting at me, even if they don't think that they care that I have my face out in the grocery store. Cause dude, I go to the grocery store. I'm the only one, you know, and their eyes are darting at me, darting at me. Like, is he allowed to do that? Oh my God. Oh my God. I would think that people would take the freaking mask off seeing that I'm walking around breathing freely. Like, oh my God, am I allowed to do that? Let me do this but they want to survive the zombie movie. They want to stoke that victimhood thing. And deep down, they think that it's all going to end as long as they um, play nice and follow the rules. You know, that's part of the mind control brainwashing, which is, it's really a scary, slippery slope because I've noticed it in my um, daily life. Like I go to the grocery store and the post office and all that stuff. And I'm the one, I'm the, I'm the person, you know, I don't wear the mask. And even if there's a sign, you know, I know place like, like I can't get into some places because there's like a guard, an armed guard at the front door handing people a blue mask. There's Just a stop. Yeah. Dude, dude. And there's word magic, right? The sign says in, in trance, you know, 
in trance. Oh, right, right, and right. Yeah. And they're handing you a blue mask to huff fluoride out of, you know, it's word magic, man. You don't even know the power you're handing over to people. Um, so, yeah, so there's a lot of that. And it's, it, I, I, can't, I can't help but think that the, what I've noticed is people aren't super smiling at me. I can see, you know, the smiles through the masks. I can actually read people's minds, I feel like. Same thing. I can see people smiling and everything, you know, and like it's all in the eyes. Like the eyes mm-hmm. are the door to the soul, right? They they really so, yeah, yeah, man. Like, and, and even before COVID, I was, I was um, looking in people's eyes and seeing so much. And now it's like everything. Now it's everything because it's all they yeah. show, you know. And I've noticed that I do feel it. I feel. And so um, there's an event 201. You're familiar with that? Yes. So in event 201, there's a supercomputer. And the Bill Gates ran supercomputer. They had to come up with like a flood of uh, disinformation and even a flood of uh, controlling the alternative media. And there's been a, all sorts of stuff to control the perception of what's going on in the world right now to dismantle the truth and confuse it. And there's so much, but there's still what that supercomputer that they ran the event 201. Now that super supercomputer is being fed data like information real time is what I believe. And so when they came out with like the anal swab or whatever, that was like ridiculous. It was kind of, <laughs> was kind of like a South Park episode, right? But I, I, think, I think it was just like an AI they wanted. It was like literally the supercomputer probably said, introduce this to the world. I want to see what happens. Like, I think it was an AI, like, let's see what they like, because it needs data to understand how we're going to react. And, and what, this is what this whole Information uh, that they that they um, perpetuated before they unleashed COVID, right? Um, the, I'm sorry, the Event 201. Yeah, yeah, it was a Bill Gates Ryan demonstrate uh, scenario, like a simulation. Yeah, yeah, simulation, yeah. a simulation yeah. that ran the whole thing through, right? Which before... arguably is what we are in as humans. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it, it, it was an outbreak of COVID and it happened in New York and it went all over the world and how the governments and bodies reacted and whatever to lock it down and all that sort of stuff. And then a couple months later, it actually happened. I mean, there was world leaders and stuff came together for this event 201. So it was highly suspicious. So, um, okay, so I'm getting somewhere with this. So I think that the supercomputer knows how long it takes to break a human. And so now, right now, where I live, um, I don't know if it's as strict where you live, but I'm in a blue state. I'm in Oregon, and that's a blue state, a liberal state. And because we're liberal, our governor's coming down on us, and we're told that there's a mask mandate and all that sort of stuff. And the way that it went is we first were told there's a mandate, and then we're given like five weeks off, and then we're told we got to put the masks back on. And at that point, a lot of people started bucking the system, and I was able to go to a grocery store without a mask on and all this sort of stuff. And it's, it's been a beautiful uh, blossoming of it all. But I know that people are getting frustrated because there's no light at the end of the tunnel. They're not saying anymore, wear the mask for another month. They're not even saying it's going to end ever. And their only thing that they're saying is that it's being prolonged because of people like me. So the, so the eyes that used to be, so the eyes that used to be loving a couple months ago, these people are still wearing the mask. They thought that maybe it was going to be a week or a month or whatever. They're still wearing the mask. They're looking at people like me, like, you're the one, you're the reason why I have to do this, right? And I feel like that over time, the supercomputer knows that over time, that it's just going to be like this 
point where where the people are have had enough with people like myself and you know the media will will turn us on one another you know there's an energy on earth right now a spiritual revolution should be at hand or uh, a revolution of the mind or a revolution of consciousness there should be a revolutionary war taking down this evil you know um, treasonous um, cabal cabal right but instead and that's in the stars you know we're due for this energy but instead the powers that be they want to steer it and they want to steer that energy and make it into a into a civil war i think that's yeah case. dude yeah. i've seen um <clears throat> excuse me i've seen people I'm, I'm following people on instagram and just just so many wonderful human beings out there but like there's this one guy and uh he's a black gentleman and he is basically saying that uh, they are trying to, because it's written in the stars, we are supposed to be awakened at this time to the point where it's going to unlock all our latent abilities. And I believe like what I'm doing right now is one of my latent abilities, you know, um, just getting uh, through word of mouth and whatnot, things that uh, sh people should know. But there's also um, probably like I always thought, you know, we could we have the ability the ability to fly or other other things um, that is being uh, dampened from us, and that's why they want to block out the sun so much right now, right? Like we we are supposed to be awakening to our actual true potential, and they want to just completely um, do away with that so that we don't go against them and you know it's so crazy dude like there's so much um potential that humans have and they're just so dumbed down right now well i think it's because we're living so many lives we're beings of vibration and frequency and there's so much power in that and we don't realize it so just through accepting the occult uh symbology everywhere and we can get to that saturn worship stuff now so like you said, the stars are aligned right now. We're supposed to be opening up and having our, you know, ascension or utopia or whatever it may be. And I believe that there's a cycle on earth. So earth is, is cyclical and earth, basically, I think earth is a realm where, where souls or beings come and are able to experience physicality to potentially shed karma. I'm not sure if all of that is 100% true or whatever, but there's physicality to experience life. And as the um, sky clock goes through its procession, that physicality becomes um, more spiritual. And like, yeah, we fly and all of our rules go out the window and you know we're telepathic and probably we ascend beyond physicality into a higher vibratory plane. And we get to experience all that together as a, as a collective. I was even toying with the fact that the potential possible fact that each star is a collective of ascended previous Earth. So you have humanoids, whether they're giants or um, elves or whatever. You have humanoids, oh, wow. right? Okay. They go through an ascension pattern <clears throat> on Earth and Earth goes through this, this clock. And it's like dark ages, lighter, lighter, lighter. And then we ascend. Right in the dark ages, Saturn is like the predominant force. So there's like darkness, and there's, there's there's you know people get to go through that karmic cycle. But as Saturn leaves and is not the dominant thing in the night sky, we're supposed to 
get past that and, you know, get through that and ascend away from that badness. But there's this deep evil occult um, cabal, like you said, that is convincing us um, through trickery. It's all through symbology and trickery and hijacking even even the English language is upside down. We don't even really understand the words that we're putting out there and all this stuff, the frequency of everything. Yeah, but I think people are, are becoming more aware of that in the truth of community, but how English, the English, English language is very, very magical. And through awareness, we shine the light on it and then we break their spell. So it's all so important what we're doing as activists and it's incredible. So the, what the powers that be want, what they want is as the stars align, they want us completely bombarded with falsehoods, loving NASA, worshiping this Mars expedition crap nonsense, um, idolizing everything and, and, and literally worshiping Saturn symbolically through the cube and through the television set and the monitors and um, even the internet is probably some dark worship. And like basically they're keeping our spirit energy, our vibration like... Um, plateaued they want to keep it from ascending so that we go through our cycle and at the end we don't have our ascension then then saturn comes back around and then we're still here and we're not supposed to still be here basically there's supposed to be a whole new um group of uh karma ridden souls to go through the process but if there's if there's no if, if we haven't left and we're still here i think then they can push their transhumanism singularity nonsense like transfer consciousness and all this nonsense like all this trickery is going to be unraveling i think with with more darkness because they're setting it up like this has all been the setup the past couple years you know and i think that more is going to come unraveling but the darkness revealing itself i think is just them putting their foot in their mouth because the more the darkness shows itself the more people realize that there is darkness and when you see that duality you know that you're not that and if there is that duality you're not that then what are you you're the light, you know, you are the light and you're here for a reason. And it starts to really open things up, I think. Right. And it pushes, it pushes us to be better uh, human beings mm -hmm. um, in the process. Right. Like uh, it just pushes us more towards the light when we, when we see how much of the evil is being exposed. Exactly. And that was kind of how I started on my quest as I started seeing, Oh, I really did have a, a really about face with spirituality and I saw some darkness some real darkness and I knew that I had to fight it. And that's kind of how I became an activist and started fighting it. One of the reasons I started coming to this theoretical um, conclusion or whatever that I just shared with you about it all is different um, uncoverings of these truths recently with, with false histories and, uh, and understanding these world fairs and that there was like a real um, different history just a couple years ago a couple hundred years ago pardon that we're being lied to and why and as i started digging into these different rabbit holes i saw that there's this potential that there were giants and that there were massive trees and that the trees seemed like they were turned to stone and chopped down and then the giants seemed like that maybe they were turned to stone and when i started really you know extrapolating and pondering and kind of going deep with it i was like why would giants be turned to stone and I think, that this, right. I think this battle's been going on for a long time, brother. Mm -hmm. And I think that there was an ascension that the, that the evil did not want to happen before. And so as these humanoids, giants, were um, ascending out of physicality, 
they were turned to stone straight up to like prevent that thing from going down so that they could maintain their grip in this this realm like this battle has been going and going and going and going and going and this whole anunnaki like potential of like um, redesigning our dna and whatnot that would make sense because if we were giants and our eyes were really bigger we would see all of these things we would see emf we would see all the the um 5g we would see all of these things that we're being bombarded with just by oh the, curvature God, of the, the curvature of our eyes it limits us to roy g biv and there's all these things just outside of our spectrum even infrared and ultraviolet and then all of the um electromagnetic spectrum which is light waves all light waves am radio waves fm layer if, if we had big eyes wi-fi routers and phones and on light and all these things like um cell phone towers and stuff and AM and radio towers and FM, they would look like big balls of light. They'd be like suns, like they'd be light, but we can't see the light. Like there's data being carried on that light. We just think it's magic and we, you know, pick up the phone, put it to our head and don't even think. But at the end of the day, there's tech behind it and it's information being carried on light waves, just light we can't see. But those giants, they could see the light and they could really fight and like they weren't easily compromised like we are. We're, we're very much impressionable. We absorb information. It's unreal. And I think that we have a co-created collective reality that we project through our third eye. Like it's a whole spiritual thing where we co-create reality together, but we don't realize the power that we have. And um, we're, the, we're like the gods and we're being controlled to create our own demise at the end of the day. Right. And they fucked with their DNA so much. And even going back to, I think every episode that I do, I go back to the Bible, <laughs> you know, and how mm -hmm. like the fallen angels have fucked with our DNA so much that we, we can't see what they're trying to do uh, on a physical level, you know, uh, as spiritual beings, as uh, a soul in a meat bag, we're not able to see uh, what it is that they're doing on like a electromagnetic frequency wavelength, but we still are able to uh, use our intuition. Thank God. Um, in order to know what their plan is and everything and try to figure out this whole fucking thing. It's, it's just amazing to me. And like, I, th I feel like I'm on like a, another uh, you as well. I feel like we're, we're on people like you and I are on a different wavelength than uh, the people that are not seeing what's going on. And uh, we're just trying to expose it all and trying to get, get it out to people. And also uh, one of the symptoms of being uh, spiritually awakened is that people are going to think you're crazy. And I don't know how uh, on what level you are at but i just recently overcame that fear of uh what other people are uh, think of what i think you know like i don't care anymore i'm just trying to get through that barrier and that's why i'm doing what i'm doing right now and it seems like that's why you're doing what you're doing yeah i don't care at all but also you got to pick your battles you know i'm really glad you said that about the your gut and what what just now is that our gut is a connection to the unseen there's so much in the unseen but we have our intuitive connection to it so we're still even though we don't know and we can't see it 
we can still feel it and feeling is really huge as a human it's like it's like our emotions are like everything um which is which is really something so that i just wanted to mention that and then what was, what was the question <laughs> oh my god i don't even think i asked a question i was just kind of going on a, a tangent there <laughs> yeah i just i just think that's a, that, that's really important because it's like you like i I developed this conversation with my gut where I can feel good and bad. It's not just a knot in my stomach. Like it used to just be a knot in my stomach when things were bad. Yeah, and, if yeah. I went, and if I went against it, the universe would show me, you know, that I, I, I have time to learn otherwise. But also now I feel higher vibration kind of energy. And I think that that's, that's something to cultivate and something really important that there's unseen forces, um, call it God or angels or, or whatever your guides that you can communicate with and it's becoming because i mean we got to wade these waters of deceit and this 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 environment our our battlefield is getting i mean it's getting totally different our, the world that we grew up in is is does not exist anymore you know and we, no, have, to, no. we have to figure out a way to to wade these waters you know and and to thrive right yeah and i just want to say to the audience like if you're not um, like, I don't want to make it sound all like butterflies and roses, but when you awake, when you're spiritually awake, it's, it's not something that uh, is going to make your life any easier or anything. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's not about money. It's not about material. It's not about, it's, it's not about um, being successful really. It's just being, who you are as a person and knowing that you are a bigger part in the, the grand scheme of things uh, without wanting or necessarily needing to be rich or famous or anything. It's just, it's just, it, everything is what it is, right? Like, but you also have to fight for what is right. And that I believe, Matt, you are doing that uh, with your 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 products and everything. Like, um, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just kind of going off on a little rant there. <laughs> no, it's great. And what I what I heard you saying is that you have to trust. Sometimes you really just have to let go and trust that you're in the right place at the right time, and you're doing the right thing, and that you're being guided. You know, and right now, a lot of people have to kind of let go and trust the universe by maybe leaving their job or whatever it may be to honor the truth that, that they, you know, know is right. And I remember what your question was and I wanted to elaborate on the picking, oh, okay. picking your battles. You said like, do I, do I care? Or am I just like completely out there with the activism? And I don't care what anybody thinks, you know, I yeah. don't, I don't care what anybody thinks, but I've been trying my best to not, set myself up for um, disaster. So I have a company, uh, Sparrow Protection Clothing. You know, I make this EMF silver line gear and yep. I, I do have landlords, you know, and I know where they stand on all this and they're on the other side of the fence. And I was hosting protests in my town and I would hold this sign, breath is life. And there was a lot of, of flack and all this sort of stuff, you know? And sometimes you got to pick, you know, like, like I don't want to ruffle the feathers of my landlords and end up, you know, costing myself 
my business or anything like that. Sure. There's, there's ways to navigate this world that's not just kamikaze pilot, you know, and I'm learning that a lot recently. You know, I, I pick my battles with everything, you know, even just passing out flyers. I'm not going to approach someone with three masks on, you know, and shove a flyer <laughs> in their face. It's just activism is it's um, it's an art, really. And it's the, it's kind of like the art of protest. And it's not about necessarily ruffling people's feathers because the powers that be, they want us generalized in this big category of crazies. And so don't give them that energy, you know, like yeah. there's, there's, there's so many ways to go about um, planting the seeds of truth and what have you. Like for the chemtrails, oftentimes with it's a beautiful blue sky and the planes are flying back and forth with nothing coming out of the back because that's, you know, normal. I'll bring that to people's attention, especially my friends. I'll say, what a beautiful blue sky. I won't say, they, they know I'm saying no chemtrails because they know who I am. But if we're like loose acquaintances and whatnot, I'm planting a seed of positivity and I'm saying like, wow, I don't usually see clouds like that. These are gorgeous, you know, and just kind of go there with it because there's different strokes for different folks and different ways to approach it. And although I don't care and I and I want to, you know, buck the system the best I can. I, there's, there's, there, there are, there are ways where you. I don't want to say you got to, you know, bow to anybody or or anything like that. But sometimes, <coughs> sometimes it's better to just kind of, like I say, pick your battles. You know, like we got to save our energy. This battle is going to be going on for quite some time. Like we need everyone in this fight, for, you know, to to last. Trust me, dude, you gotta, you just gotta, I think all, it's all about uh, loving thy neighbor, you know? Well, yeah, that's so important. Uncondi it's very important. Un unconditional love of thy neighbor is going to be the biggest test of humanity in, in the coming years, I feel. For sure, dude. Um, yeah, you know, what's another crazy thing is that uh, even when I was a kid, we're going back to the Saturn thing now, but uh, when I was a kid... I had dreams of Saturn being in our atmosphere. Oh, wow. That's have you ever experienced that at all? Or? No, I don't really have any planetary dreams. You did mention flying, though, and I've, I've had dreams all my life that I could fly. I just have to get a running start like an airplane. It's funny. Oh, for me, I had this one very vivid dream where um, I was running away from uh, these two men in black. <laughs> And uh, uh, I was running away from them. It was a, like a frantic uh, getaway. And then I, I saw this car and I go to this car and I go to the back seat. And I see this, uh, do you know um, the old, you, you, you're 41. So, you know, the, the, the old toy, the, the, the uh, see and say or whatever. It's like a round thing. And you pull the string that says, a cow says move. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, it was one of those, but um, when I pulled the string and let it go, it was uh, keep in mind that I'm still running away from these people. <laughs> I pulled the string and let it go, and it was like this backwards sounding voice. It was like, you know, like when you hear backwards speech, like, oh, you know what I mean, right? Yep. And I heard that, and something clicked in my brain. And I was able to fly and I looked back and I saw the two men in black and I just went Phew! right in the air, kind of like Neo. Phew! It was like, it just like 
unlocked something in my brain and I was able to fly. And it was so vivid that I, when I woke up, I was like, did that actually just fucking happen? <laughs> it was so wild, man. That's amazing. I think that we can unlock all that at the, right when we're born, we're told, you know, like the square peg goes in the square hole. Right. And, and no, right. this is how it is. No, and you live to be 75 years old and this is how it is. And this is how it is. And we're programmed from birth. I think if we were yep. introduced to something completely different, that we'd see the world totally differently. We'd be totally different magical beings if, if, if just we were programmed differently. Yeah, dude. Um, one thing I really like about you is that you're, you're not really here to promote yourself or your products. Uh, but I do definitely uh, appreciate what you're doing. Um, but I just want to ask you, I think we're going to wrap up here. Um, I'm going to ask you, I could probably go for a little, a little bit longer, but I'm going to wrap up because I think this is very, uh, there's a lot of content here with what we were speaking about, but what uh, I like to ask this a lot to my guests is uh, what is your uh, hope for humanity at this moment? And yeah, we did say a lot of stuff and I loved the direction of the conversation and it's really great to talk to a like-minded soul absolutely um, brother and um, i lived in canada for a little while and it, oh, no. it was great yeah i loved it um vancouver in the city and then on the outskirts and um sunshine coast it's called um, okay yeah i've never been that far west oh it's gorgeous over there um for humanity i would love for everyone to be able to set aside our differences so I think the New World Order, what they want is, and what they've always wanted, is a common enemy that we can all get scared about so that they can rule us under. So like if there was a, an alien invasion or something, then we could all come together under a New World Order and fight the... Like what, like what Ronald Reagan said back in the 80s, right? Right, right. But on its flip side, like imagine if we were smart and we got our think tanks together and did some like false flag, but for humanity, right? To somehow join everybody, but it wouldn't be a false flag. It would be like a, 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 a good flag. It would be something that like showed that we all like are together. You know, I don't know exactly, but I, my, my prayer is that we all find our humility and our empathy for one another and like, we don't go down this slippery slope where we start fighting each other over who's gotten the freaking jab. Like this is, this writing is on the wall in my opinion. And this elephant is sitting in the room and it's just like, it's only a matter of time. Like, I mean, as a truther or activist or whatever you want to call it, like when they said two weeks, I looked at my go- girlfriend and I said, no effing way are they going to let go <laughs> after two yeah. weeks. And here we are. It's, it's been way more than two weeks, you know. Two and fucking years. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I just I'm really concerned that the people are going to be brainwashed, and they're going to be upset about the people that have medical freedoms, and everybody in the world is just going to be so divided. I think that every time that there's pressure in the world under any sort of regime, there's a backlash. You know, there's always a backlash on to a flip to the complete opposite side. You know, I mean, like even growing up, it's like the government says one thing, the cool kids do the opposite. Right. So I, 
I can't help but think that there will be a dismantling of these falsehoods and a complete and total domino effect where it actually becomes cool to be human again. And I have this motto, human for life, that I love, especially as the transhumanism kind of world comes, you know, rearing its ugly head. I think that we can all just embrace our humanity and, and own the fact that we all bleed red and, and slowly but surely come into our, the fact that we're all spiritual beings and here for a spiritual destiny. But that, that is being hijacked through fear. You know, we have to. So, okay, here's what I'll say. When this first happened, my, my friend, he worked at a juice bar at a grocery store. He claimed that he was not um, overwhelmed by it all and that he was on the side of truth and he wasn't worried about it all. He was freaked out. I could tell. He was hunched over and he was overwhelmed succumbed by the frequency of fear i took him out, i took him outside and i shook him and i gave him this huge hug and he told me later that it changed his life you know i left there freaked out davy and, and i had i like literally thought i was immune to it i left after the hug it was contagious and i was locked in a frequency of fear for a couple hours i was worried about driving because I thought I was going to get in an accident or get pulled over or whatever. I was like totally sketched out. It was unreal. But you know what happened when I got out of it, I came to the complete flip side, which is awareness. You know how you have that like ego and it's always on your shoulder, but eventually you come to awareness and you're like, I'm going to conquer that demon that's been telling me the whole time that I love cigarettes or whatever, you know? And then, yeah. and then it's the awareness of that aspect of, of self or that awareness of that voice or that awareness for me the awareness <clears throat> of being locked in the frequency of fear gave so much rise to that phoenix to break me onto the complete flip side of fear which is love which is truth which is hope you know so i think that everyone can hope have, which is sparrow which is sparrow which is why i named the company that you know yes sir so i think that ultimately people can have that full 180 about face and look themselves in the mirror and a lot of looking in the mirror has been happening with this um lockdowns and whatnot like people can't just get on tiktok all day long people are learning a lot about themselves you know through these lockdowns and i think through introspection in in due time everyone can have this awakening that you and i are having and i mean that everyone's having really like it's a collective we're not just doing this you know, me and you, whatever. There's so many people that are having it. And everyone, oh, yeah. everyone else is, is there. I think just sometimes we have to show people the way a little bit through these, you know, seeds and whatnot. I think everyone's going to have the same realization of where they are in the universe and who they are and why they're here and whatnot. And it's through the darkness doing its thing. You know, they can't, they can't hide who they are and what they are forever. So, that's what I'm excited about, and that's my hope for humanity. Yeah, dude, that's a great answer. I mean, it's all about shining in the darkness, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. Oh, God. I could probably talk to you for another 12 hours, but I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for coming on, dude. You crushed it. Uh, I think we have a, a great connection now, so I would like you to keep in touch if you could. Um know send messages whatever i'll send you messages back and forth whatever you know so yeah man yeah. uh 
let's keep in touch. Let's do another show in the future, and let's um, um, for sure keep in touch on Instagram and email um, me or Instagram me. Um, Plug away the show, and we'll um, we'll I'll get you some Sparrow gear. Oh yeah, come everyone check out um, Frank Disguise online, and I have a website actualactivistsplural.com, actualactivists.com. It's a resource hub for all sorts of things. I'm definitely going to be adding the Red Pill Cartel to the podcast hub, if that's okay with you. Um, oh, yeah. I have a resource there for um, like-minded, truth-seeking kind of podcasts for people that are looking for different resources. And there's so many truth um, opportunities there and connections there to my other websites. So that's, that's the place to be. And I appreciate you. And for everyone listening, um, I know it's hard, but even like a $1 Patreon donation to Davey, like it's, this is not how like any of us, you know, put food on the table, but it helps to keep the momentum going, you know, and eventually, ideally, you know, we can turn these, these activism um, kind of uh, network opportunities into more, you know, I, I feel like that these, that, that honestly, every listener should be like spending $1, you know, and as- yeah, dude, I do, I do three, five and 10, you know, it's not about making a shitload of money. It's just like three bucks is a tip, $5. I'm planning on doing um, like weekly rants and shit. You know what I mean? So cool. uh, yeah, dude. So Oh, I definitely appreciate you so much, man. Like, thanks. And seriously, cool. people, support your fellow podcaster. Um, if you're listening and you like this content, and you're listening, um, sh- show some love, even if it's just sharing and telling people about it. But you know, money, money counts. And currency, currency. It's 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 all about the word play there too. Yep, it's all about the energy that we put in. And if you want to support me and what I do. I love it. And if you want to support uh, Matt here, all the better, you know, like I just love everybody and everybody in the community and, ah, sorry. My heart's just pumping right now. No, oh, you're God. awesome. I, this is great. <laughs> this has been a great show and I'm so happy to connect. Hey, when's your, um, what, what's your astrological sign? I'll end it with this one. Oh, I'm a Taurus. Oh, cool. That's my girlfriend. May 18th, okay. 1379. Okay, that's great. Yeah, my girlfriend's very grounded, Taurus, um, and that's cool. Um, I get along with Tauruses. I'm a, I'm a water, I'm a, I'm sorry, I'm a metal monkey in Chinese, and I'm a, a Scorpio right on the cusp, though, October 23rd. So I'm in Libra, just almost in Libra, but I'm, I'm a Scorpio for sure. Nice. Yeah. Well, it's really nice to meet cool. you, brother. Yeah, you too, man. Fuck. Um, once again, like all these conversations we're having with people, that I've never met before, but we're just clicking, you know, we're vibing and it's great. It's, it's a pleasure, man. It's very much a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for coming on and I will keep in touch and peace out brother. Peace. Have a good night. You too. Thank you cartel for tuning in once again to red pill cartel. Um, so if you guys want to go head over to Sparrow Gear on Instagram and check out uh, uh, Matt Landman's um, uh, products, also at uh, links are in the show notes for his uh, shop on the website. Also, you can go to frankenskies.com and watch the documentary. I highly implore you to do that because it's chock full of information and it goes right back to the 1920s when all these things started happening. And... Um, 
yeah guys so and also uh you know if you want to throw me a few shekels for uh nigel the goat uh on my patreon please uh if you're so willing to do that that'd be awesome he will love you for all eternity um i will be getting some extra content out uh in the near future uh so it'll give you more incentive to uh you know throw throw a few extra coins my way if, if you're so willing so thank you guys tuning in once again and uh until next time peace out